Sorry, I'm late. No, sorry, sorry, here he is. Here no, he is. I was coming from the petrol station. Oh, don't give me that shit. No, I'm not giving you shit. I was at the petrol station. You just are getting fuel. Always late. I'm don't, sick of it. Don't like, get mad. Don't get mad. It's bloody ridiculous. If you're gonna get keep me mad, I'm gonna have to turn you into Captain Understands. Captain, what what the hell does that mean? It's alright, buddy. I'm sure you were just stuck in traffic or something. Glad you understand. Yeah, I was. Yeah, you know, hard. Happy to the best of us. Yeah, yeah, it does. Cool. All right, well, you ready to do the podcast then? Yeah, sure. All yeah, right, cool. Let's cool. Go. Oh, I'll just turn you back into Scott. Okay, let's put some water on. <laughs> you always doing this. Bet you didn't even watch the movie, Ollie. Uh, well, I watched a five-minute recap on YouTube. Oh, well, that doesn't count. You've already done that before, and it wasn't even a good episode. Well, it was all right. It was... it was not. Yeah, well... It's alright, mate. Well, we've only got a week away from exams. I'm sure, I'm sure you have a lot to do. Oh, thanks, Captain Understands. Yeah, I've been really busy with this um this assignment. It's 1,500 words. Oh, how's that going? Yeah, it's, it's not too bad. I've chosen my question, but I haven't anything other than that and it's due tomorrow, so... Oh, that's okay. I'm sure if you ask for an extension, you'll get one. You're a good kid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, thanks, man. Um, yeah. Actually, I might just leave you like this for the show. Um, So, there will be spoilers for Captain Underpants in this Wait. show. Leave me like what? Oh, don't worry about it, man. Okie dokie. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Ignorance Is This, a podcast all about a different way of experiencing cinema with little to no knowledge about it beforehand. My name is Scott Martin, and sitting opposite me is the man who snaps, crackles, and pops, Oliver Deer. Oh, I understood this one. This is Rice Bubbles. Yep, it's... <laughs> probably. probably. Probably the first one I've ever got of your slogans for me. You don't like, mmm, mmm, good... <laughs> what was, was that from again? I don't know. I don't, yeah. Soup. <laughs> Probably. Hello, everyone. This week, we've watched a little G-rated film, little PG-13, little yeah. kids film. I said to you before Anim- the show, Ollie, that it's um, I've got a fact for you lined up. Oh, yes. This is the first episode of Ignorance Is This about an animated movie. Ah, yes. I thought this might be the mm. case. I had, to, I had to look through the backlog and everything. Yeah. <laughs> Unless you count um, Pirates of the Caribbean 5. Pretty animated. <laughs> probably all of it's animated. Yeah. Haha, am I right? CGI. Anyway, just had a little thought. It's approaching January. Oh, yeah. We're getting there. Getting there. P- approaching February. Oh, in Not one as much. of in one of those months <laughs> is the Oscars, oh, the yeah, Academy Awards, mm. the one hundredth Academy Awards this year. It'll be starring um, famous actors from this year, yeah, including but not limited to Ansel Elgert. Oh yeah, he's What's, up there. Um, also Jamie Fox. What's he done? Baby Driver. Oh yeah, I just listed two people from Baby Driver. <laughs> you reckon Je- Baby Driver is going to uh, drive away with some? Uh, oh, some Oscars <laughs> in their boot, hey? I I don't know. Editing, perhaps, possibly for editing. Sound, sound oh, editing, be, surely. There's got to be sound design sound aspects design. for sure. Well, what I was going to ask you is, any films this year you think make the cut? Nice, as they say. Nice. A little movie editing joke. There we go. Um, I think Blade Runner yeah. might get a nod. Blade Runner should get a nod for I was just that was what I was just thinking of I I thought nah there's something that we just reviewed mm. and it was most recent um a cinematography surely I I'm yeah cinematography or is there like visual yeah VFX I think yeah VFX it's it's got to be at least nominated for VFX one of those awards yeah and um because Dennis Villeneuve the person who directed Blade Runner he directed Arrival and Arrival was nominated for mm. Best Picture. I don't think... I don't know if Blade Runner will get Best Picture, though. It seems a bit too... Not Oscar-y. <laughs> too blockbuster for, for the Oscars. Do you think that Get Out will be Ooh, in that's an Best interesting Picture? One. I wonder. I really liked Get Out, and it was very popular. It was very popular, and it was... You know, it's not a big-budget mm. Baby Driver, Spider-Man Homecoming. Yeah. But the Oscars love their, like, pretentious titles. Like, they're oh, good yeah. movies when you watch them. But some, but like they do try to pick the most obscure things. I didn't know things what, people haven't heard of. What half of the best pictures nominations oh, no. were for this year? I know, ne- I never will. Have they even got best picture nominations up right now? I don't think so. I don't know. Let me have a look at that. Yeah, I don't, I don't think there are. But it's always a bunch of things you haven't heard of. Maybe one or two you have, and then once you start hearing the the buzz, then you start checking them out, and most of them are actually pretty good. Um, ew. dot com has has done a. Oh, okay. A, uh, a a thirty-five most likely to get. Uh, oh, okay. Content. They're stealing uh, our content here, Scott. Yeah. <laughs> so we got Dunkirk. Call oh, me Dunkirk, by your name. Course. I don't know what that is. Oh no, it's giving me an ad. <laughs> okay. Anyway, well, yeah, Dunkirk's another good one because yeah. that, that got a lot of buzz for being accurate depiction of history. I think, and Oscars will be all about that. 
would you be upset if Harry Styles got an Oscar nod? <laughs> yeah, because he did. <laughs> no one did. No one was like a lead person in that film. No Tom one... Hardy. Oh, yeah, but not really. <laughs> like, he was behind a mask the whole time. Barely even knew it was him. Oh, well... I don't know. It did, like no, there was no character in there that was like really stood out as oh my god, look at that performance. Wait, what is it... is there an Oscar cutoff, or is the uh, is the Last Jedi a, a possible contender? No, I think it, I think it contends. Ooh. Yeah. Any, anything will? released before the Oscars can contend, I think. Oh, okay. In fact, I'm pretty sure um, things that haven't even come out of, in the cinema can um, sort of contend as long as they've had like premieres at festivals and things. That's so stupid. <laughs> yeah. That's so stupid. I don't know. Because I remember seeing like a lot of things come to Australia after they've been like shown at the Oscars, mm. which is kind of weird. What about Wonder Woman? Hmm. Do you reckon? Yeah. What for? Um, uh, possibly VF. I yeah, I mean, it, it very. It looked like World War One. Mm. Yeah, set design. Set design. Set design can cover a lot of blockbusters. I would be. I would not be surprised if Gal Gadot got a a nod for oh. being an actress in that. She was oh. great. Oh. You're just thinking of the movie, but you gotta you gotta consider that. Yeah, but they they just don't care. The the Oscar people don't care. I don't reckon. What do you mean? It's a category. How could they not care? It's best actress. No, I, I just think they won't pick that sort of film though. That's so pretentious. I know. No, I it's know. really annoying how yeah. pretentious and yeah, a lot of a lot of Academy big is. blockbuster films will get not you know recognized. But yeah. Yeah, I just hate them for it. Though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's so, yeah. It's so stupid of them to be... Oh, I mean, the Oscars in general are just a celebrity, you know. It's just a group uh, of white old people, white yeah. old men around a table. Celebrating themselves. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck them. <laughs> <laughs> but we, we love the Oscars, don't we? Well, we just like having Oscar nights. Yeah, we do. Because there's usually a good, good joke or two. There's usually a good joke or two. There's usually a good host. Yeah. Usually Not Kevin host. Spacey this time. Nope. <laughs> Probably won't be at the Oscars this year. Ouch! Ooh, that yeah. was too hot off the presses. <laughs> oh, it burns to the touch. Yeah. Oh, Kevin. I was going to ask. Um, they've got that Mountain in Between Us movie with Idris Elba. Is that does that look like an Oscar nominate? I don't know. <laughs> I was going to ask if you could look at the score because we considered <laughs> oh, seeing yeah, that sure, one. Sure, sure. Because that's out right now. Wait, do you want me to look up? No, the... I don't mind because I don't think we're going to be watching it the mountain between us well that's a shame because i i love idris elba i do i want to watch it but i don't think we'll watch it for the nah, podcast let's not watch it oh no what is it 43 <laughs> percent. oh bloody hell i thought it was going to be a survival flick like that jungle movie we saw this year with daniel radcliffe it's so, um but um which is great by the way it's very great for anyone who hasn't seen jungle yeah you look at that score on rotten tomatoes you think eh, looks average it's awesome what does it we loved now? it jungle movie yeah. red man Redman, fifty-one, which yeah. is more. Than Maybe Daniel Radcliffe us. could get a shout out because everyone was praising him. They were saying, "Oh, I don't really like the movie because blah 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 plot holes." But or not plot holes, just like pacing <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> there's not much. There's not much room for plot holes in. Man is stranded <laughs> in jungle. <laughs> how did he get in jungle? <laughs> but yeah, I I hate how the uh, the Academy is really pretentious when it comes to big blockbuster films. Yeah, but they're also too pretentious to see something like Jungle, I feel like. Yeah. So you have to have that perfect get out middle ground. Oh, the, yeah. Get out is going to sweep, is what yeah. I'm saying. Like, it's just big enough to uh, to get recognized because of all the hype surrounding it. Yeah. But it's not big enough to be a, a $100 million budget. No, yeah, yeah. So it's That's going true. to win everything. Okay. <laughs> Are we just saying this because we, we can't think of anything else that could possibly do as well as get out. <laughs> I'm literally looking at a lot of movies right now and yeah. like something like Dunkirk that'll probably get like sound design or something with yeah. all the ticking clocks yeah. and and shit like that. You're going to have VFX that could be Blade Runner. Um you could even have like maybe a, a nod will be like a superhero movie like Spider-Man or or Wonder Woman for mm. VFX as well. Yeah. What else have we what else has come out this year? Um, worst adaptation goes to um <laughs> worst the Dark Tower. Yeah. Yeah, that's best right. animated could be kept on the pants. Oh, best bit adaption. Bit of yeah, best ooh. ooh, bit of sizzle. Sizzling, sizzling. Um, we're going to discuss our thoughts on Captain Underpants right after this song break. Yeah, unless if you have more to say, Ollie. I'm just probably going to say we'll probably discuss the Oscars more as as the season approaches, and we can more critically pan yeah. <laughs> the uh, the pretentious Academy 
for what movies they've decided to go with. That was Toto with Africa, a great song. Um, I've been unironically <laughs> getting back into that track <laughs> this year. How are you doing, Ollie? Yeah, doing really good over here. That's good. Sitting on my side of the desk, you sitting on yours. As it should be, unlike last week. Oh, yes, I, I popped over recently uh, and uh, had a little go at your microphone. Yeah, you were still pressing buttons and yeah. boy, did I have to cut a little bit of it out. Oh, did you? <laughs> <laughs> uh, clink, clonk, clank, I went <laughs> with my big thumbs. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, what have we watched this week? We've watched um, Captain Underpants, uh, the first epic movie. Yeah. That's the subheading. Yeah. I've seen a movie called Epic Movie. Oh, so, so it's I. not the first Epic Movie, is it? No, it's actually the second Epic Movie, but the first in the Captain Underpants saga. Is it better than the original 2003 movie, Epic Movie? <laughs> <laughs> we don't know yet. Wait, did it come out in 2003? 2007? <laughs> oh. Whoa, it looks like it came out in 2003, though, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, seems like it. Everything about <laughs> Epic Movie screams... <laughs> We've talked about epic movie before. Let's stop. Yes, let's. But let's uh, let's talk about superhero movies in, is, as a general. Huh? It's been a great year for them. We were just discussing during the song. I sort of was like, hang on, this has been a really good year. Mm. As opposed to last year. I remember thinking, I remember in 2015, looking at the roster for 2016 and thinking, oh boy, howdy, this year is packed. Yeah. It's got Batman vs. Superman. It's got Suicide Squad. It's got Deadpool. Deadpool was good, but the other two were trash. I can't remember what, even what else came out last year. Also oh. that came out last year was um, X-Men Apocalypse. Oh, yeah, so average, a was, disappointment. Yeah. Um, Batman the Killing Joke, which was an animated movie. Apparently average. Apparently average. Um, Max Steel. <laughs> <laughs> a DC superhero girl's hero of the year. All of those are just like big disappointments. Things, um, the things Flying had... Jet, which is a Bollywood film. Oh my God. And, uh, oh, I don't know if you've heard of this, but Captain America Civil War. <laughs> <laughs> that came out last year. Yeah. Okay, maybe. but that was fine. Yeah, that was, that was good. good. Um, yeah, but a lot of, a lot of those had a lot of hype behind them, especially like things like Killing Joke, Suicide Squad, you know. Yeah, yeah. Last, yeah, it was supposed to be the best year, but, yeah. uh, DC failed to deliver. This year, superhero movies have Scott have done really well. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm just looking yeah. at the, what are you? Yeah. I'm looking at the covers for Go these. Um, you've got Batman versus Superman, which is Batman staring at Superman with the logo in the background. Yeah. You've got Captain America: Civil War, which is <laughs> uh, Tony and Steve looking at each other with the back with the logo in the background. Yeah. And there's also X Men Apocalypse. Oh yeah. Which um isn't hero versus hero but it's got apocalypse looking at a skull and oh, it's yeah. positioned in the same way as well where he's like holding the skull so there's three movies back to back of just the <laughs> of characters looking at each other and this one's just holding up another character like he's lonely and he's like i want to have my own hero versus hero action I, movie i think this uh trend was developed with the famous <laughs> deathly hallows part two Ah uh, yes uh who will survive uh -huh. is the famous tagline it's got the nice elder <laughs> wand right in the middle Voldemort there looking at harry yep <laughs> yeah, but uh, this movie is uh, this year has been great. So we've got um, Logan, yeah, Wonder Woman, Thor Ragnarok, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two, yeah, and those have all been HDs for me. Spider Man, did you forget to say that? Yeah, you're completely correct. I don't know why I forgot that, but Spider Man, that's that's five yep. HDs, yeah, for me. And now Captain Underpants has just come out. Mm, Captain Underpants, <laughs> the uh, the most well remembered, nostalgic driven oh, yeah. superhero. Of our time, um, if you were a fan of potty humour, then boy, <laughs> did you enjoy these books. Oh, if there was one thing I would have wanted a childhood adaption of, mm. it's this movie. With a Weird Owl song oh, over yeah. the top of it. It would have been if, perfect for yeah, you. Yeah, really. If I was 12, this, was, <laughs> this would be my favourite movie of all time, no doubt. Yeah. I can't believe Weird Owl had a, had a theme song for this. this it was, was he was born for that role. Yeah. But yeah, so... um. So we're talking about how all these movies this year have the superhero movies of this year have been all amazing. Yeah, bar Power Rangers, <laughs> and um, let's be honest, most likely bar Justice League. Oh, yeah. But uh, <laughs> has the has the trend continued with Captain Underpants? 
Let's find out on next week's episode of no, Ah, Just a Fake Out, guys. No, Captain Underpants was real good. Yeah. Captain Underpants was actually very good. <laughs> yeah. Which is I'm, not something I've ever wanted to admit as a 21-year-old person. I'll feel, I'll be honest, like, us, we, we, we were watching this just together. And I kind of was like, uh, you know, we're watching a kids' film, yeah. and it's got kid humor in it. It's oh got boy. potty poo poo, pee pee, potty pants. What's it? What was the professor's name again? Professor Potty Pant. Professor Poopy Pants. Poopy Pants. Yeah, it's got that humor in it. But that's the thing. It wasn't just a. Uh, he wasn't just ha ha. His name is silly. Yeah. They turned that into the plot. Yeah. The whole plot yeah. was about how he has a dumb name. Yeah. So that's fine. Yeah, <laughs> it is fine, and I think that was from the book as well. Like yeah. that, it, it wasn't it wasn't smart in its own right. It was doing justice of the original books, which yeah. were quite smart with their potty humor. Now I hadn't seen other than a poster for this movie. I hadn't seen any trailers, and I didn't know exactly what the animation style looks like. Yeah, but it looked so authentic yeah. in, in comparison with the comics. Yeah. And the books. The 3D animation was terrific, yeah. which is surprising because 3D it, animation is usually terrible. <laughs> <laughs> it really captured all the characters. When I saw Professor Poopy Pants, I was like, oh, I remember that dude. He looks exactly like him. Even all the, the minor characters, just like the mm. teachers and stuff. I was like, I know those teachers. They're always in the background being like dweebs and wow. stuff. Who was yeah. your favorite character? Um, definitely Mine- Mr. Krupp. Or Captain Underpants. Oh, okay. <laughs> Mine was the kid that kept unlocking himself oh, yeah. into his locker. <laughs> See, it's jokes like that that really made us laugh. Yeah. But this kid would just be like, hey, they're like, hey, Terry, or whatever his name was. And he's like, hey, guys. And then he would just go into his, walk into his locker, which was exactly like his height and proportion. Yeah. And just, and just close the door and just, he was in there. And we were like, what? <laughs> what is this dystopian school? And he kept on coming back. <laughs> yeah. The madman actually made a return. It was, I think, his um, his arc really captured the essence and was a metaphor for the plotline. Mm. In the start with the dystopian school being ruled by Mr. Krupp uh-huh. and his authoritative um, rule, he would hide in the locker. When, when um, I was going to say Fred and George. No, it's, um, <laughs> it's Harold and George. Yeah. When they brought their fun to the school, he would come out of his locker and towards the end when Poopy Pants took back over the school, he would back in his locker. He's back in it, baby. It was it's symbolism all over. <laughs> yeah, Mr. Krupp was, and Captain Underpants were definitely my favourites. Yeah. I think, like, how do you capture... He is an iconic character, I guess, oh, if you read absolutely. those books. And it's like, you, if you're going to get this movie right, you have to get him right. And they really did. Mr. Krupp was... He was mean, but he was funny. He was funnily mean, I yeah, think. Yeah, it was it was all facial it was all the perfectly yeah. executed facial expressions with the animation. Yeah. He had his hair that was a constant joke in the book. So yeah. that like coming up it was basically a wig. So yeah. they his utilized toupee. that. Yeah, it was a little toupee. His little smile that would creak open. Like <laughs> and it was like oh <laughs> yeah. yeah, that was really well animated. Did you know, Scott, one of my favorite sort of character tropes is the um mm. uh principle that is very mean, but is hilarious. Oh. Similar to Mr. Gilbert yes. from In Between Us. <laughs> Clumsy. <laughs> My favourite quote is literally one word from Gilbert. Yeah. <laughs> Clumsy. And a tut tut before it. Yeah. He, w- he was very mean to... Fr- I nearly said Fred and George again. Harold and George. I nearly said Harold and Kumar. These dynamic duo, power duos. <laughs> um, but yeah, when he was like, ha ha ha, see what I've got here, boys? It's going to break up your friendship. <laughs> <laughs> I'm watching your friendship be destroyed right before my eyes. An interesting deviation with him from the books was that they made Mr. Krupp redeemable at the end. Whereas in the comics, Mr. Krupp was always just terrible. Right. So he just went back to his yeah. disgusting old ways. He was always the worst. And the only time he was redeemed was when he became Captain Underpants, a completely different um, persona. Do you think <laughs> Do you think there's going to be a sequel? And if so, Krupp will be a bad bloke? Or do you think he's going to be no, a happy No, he'll have bloke? to return to bad bloke, won't he? You're telling me in this animated movie for children, <laughs> they're going to show the beginning of a relationship yeah. And then the next movie, they're going to destroy it. They've got to go dark. Ooh, I love it. <laughs> I love it. Can you imagine like a like a Batman-esque Captain Underpants where he's all yeah. broody? Are you already... He's wearing black underpants. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. It's dark, dark underpants. <laughs> um, are you already excited for the sequel? Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> Dude, I was, I was so blown away by the animation and how yeah. good the voice acting and everything was. Yeah. 
I just thought, well, they've nailed it, and there's more than one book in this series. Yeah. And I want to see all of them adapted. Yeah, yeah definitely. It's crazy that DreamWorks is back in a big way. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, DreamWorks. What have they? When have they? They done hit movies recently. Well, let me tell you, they haven't done anything because in the trailer, yeah, they had from the people that brought you Shrek, which came out mid two thousands, Madagascar that came out mid two thousands, and Kung Fu Panda, Kung Fu Panda, yeah. which has been continuously doing well, yeah, since its first movie that came out in the mid two thousands. Yeah. So, and did you know Madagascar isn't received well critically? Don't tell me that because that is. A top tier movie. Did you know that they got better in favorability as it went to, what? as it went on? So I the first didn't... one is technically the worst. No, the, the African one is the second best, and the third one is apparently the highest. Fact check that for me because I'm pretty sure that's the case. Um, yeah, but DreamWorks back in a big way with this Captain Underpants movie. I believe their recent venture was Boss Baby. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, so Madagascar one was fifty five percent. Yeah, Madagascar two was sixty four percent. Wow. And Madagascar 3 is 79%. What the hell? That is really weird. Wow. <laughs> the budget... Holy shit. The budget for Madagascar 3, what yeah. do you reckon? Oh, I don't know. How much do you reckon DreamWorks? I'm not DreamWorks? a budget man, Scott. Well, I am. You're, in let a, me tell you're you. into numbers. Let me tell you. The budget for Madagascar 3 was $145 million. Wow. And it made $750 million back. 750 Whoa. Seven hundred and fifty million. That is US absolutely dollars. crazy. People love Madagascar. How much is that in Australian cash? <laughs> How much is that in dollary dues? Hang on, let me <laughs> let me look that up. Seven hundred and fifty US dollars mm-hmm. is nine hundred and eighty Australian dollars. So that means to us, in our language, mm. Madagascar three earned almost a billion dollars. <laughs> that is crazy. Tw- Twenty million <laughs> off a billion dollars. I'll be honest. I remember seeing the trailer for number three in a time when, like, I was a teenager. I think, and you know, during your teenage years, you have literally no regard for animated films, thinking they're for babies. Yeah. Little did you know, there's adult humor to be found in them. Um, and thinking, actually, that premise looks kind of cool. I don't. I think it was like there's an evil zookeeper, and she wants to hunt down the animals. Is number three's premise, I think. I literally know nothing about the third one except yeah. for it's something to do with the circus. I think it's like Escape from the Zoo or something. I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> my favourite part of yeah. um, Captain Underpants. Yeah. This is going to be a very loose review, by the way, because uh, <laughs> we we set alarms to uh, to wake up early to watch it this morning. Yeah. So we were a bit drowsy. Yeah. But by the end of it, boy, were we invested. <laughs> my favourite part was yeah. um, the voice cast. Yeah, you're really got, good. You've got Middle Ditch. Yeah. You've got um you've got Kevin Ke- Hart. Yep. You've got Ed Helms. Yep. And he's been he's a very hit and miss movie person. He sure is. He can be in something great like the first hangover, or he can be in something terrible like the third hangover. But yeah, so your favorite part was the voice acting. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. It just, was really good. And again, the fact Ed Helms when you said Ed Helms to me, I was like, uh kind of a weird choice. Yeah. Like, he's a mediocre sort of actor, and he's the Mr. Krupp, which is, like... And Captain Underpants was the main role. He he has a very animated voice, though. Yeah, which is... that's true. I didn't know it was him when he was Krupp, or him when it was Underpants. Tra-la-la. <laughs> <laughs> um, my favourite part of the movie, and joke of the movie, was... <laughs> when Mr. Krupp just said, It's the tattle toy! Haha, <laughs> and I take it with me in the shower. And then it zooms in on the tattle toy... <laughs> And this toy, this inanimate object, has now become sad and is crying. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I love the sort of yeah. the dark humor, the, the sort of sad humor. The other one was, um, they were listing their their best of comics, and they're like, "We've got the Wicked Wedgie Woman, and we've got this, and we've also got Sad Worm." And then, <laughs> <laughs> then it was just a bunch of drawings of a Sad Worm. Uh, this one's still a work in progress. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So all of Mr. Krupp's sadism was great. Uh, what did you think of the style in terms of the characters can break the fourth wall and talks to you and yeah. transitions with like there there was a moment where uh George jumped up to the corner of the frame oh, yeah. and pulled it and transitioned to the next scene like it was like a like a book turning page. Yeah. Did you like that or li- would you prefer it to have not been sentient? I like the style cuz the books are meta. Yes, I 
absolutely agree. Yeah. It, it needed to be like this in order for it to be anything other than a cash grab. Yeah. Phoning it in picks. Yeah, uh, definitely. Like they, they wholeheartedly went with the style of the comic. And yeah. they, you know, sometimes the transitions were like comic frames moving from one to the other. And they kept the authenticity of the, you know, the books when they kept the animated segments, like when they actually drew a comic. Yes. They would go comic style for that in 2D. And the flipperama. And the flipperama. That which, was. And it also made a great riff during that section where it ripped off, like the page yeah, kind of ripped off. And yeah. I was like, that happened to me. <laughs> and that happened to every book in, in my primary school library. Yeah. I swear to God, I got all excited to go get to the flipperama bit. Yeah. And then someone's ripped it because they did it too much. Yep. Sometimes I would just go in there, having it, not even having read all of the things are just like, all right, find the flipperamas. <laughs> Let's do them. Let's do them. Same with like Mad Comics. I was just going to say it's the same thing as Mad, the Mad Comics. You go to the back of the thing and do the um the Mad Fold-In. You were a bloody fan of the Mad Max comic, though. Huh? You were a bloody fan of the uh, of the Mad Comics, eh? Yeah, I made my own Mad Fold-Ins. You are such an edge lord. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I made some really good ones. Yeah, I'll, okay. I'll toot my own horn there. <laughs> I, I got so good at them that, well, I don't know if this this is just like an adult uh, a person who is mature can tell what they are before they fold them. But I was like, I can tell what's going on here. <laughs> I can tell what this is going to be. It's going to be Austin Powers in a in a cliff face yeah. or something. Yeah. I bet you were. Oh, I bet you. You're just the kind of person I I expect to be <laughs> weighing on on Mad Magazine. Oh yeah. What was big in the early 2000s that you would have been loving? Yeah. So guys, my epic movie 2007, and it would have been like <laughs> epically shit movie, and yeah. you're like, oh, got him. Yes, yeah. got him. <laughs> so things I like are Weird Al Yankovic, yeah. um, Mad Magazine, Captain Underpants. I don't know. Before the show, just parody we were, music in general. Before the show, we saw the trailer for um the YouTube Red show that's going to be developed <laughs> by Smosh, and it was Smosh and T Pain. Yeah. Which shout out again to 2007. You would have been very invested. It would have been in my that. favorite thing. Like T Pain was my first meme. Just for me, like <laughs> yeah. I would, I made him my meme. And that was great. And Smosh, you know, Smosh was big one, once. Uh, back to Captain. Mm. Um, what did you think of the villain? I thought, I thought in terms of like. Uh, hey, you've got to pick a villain for the first movie and he's got to be kind of the plain villain. Yeah. I thought, yeah, choose Professor Poopy Pants. He's a kind of a boring villain. Yeah. and but He's just a dude that wants to get rid of laughter because he's laughed at all the time. It's yeah, sad. Yeah. But I wish they went with the talking toilets because the book is called um, Attack of the Talking mm. Toilets. But there's also a new one, which is called The Perilous P- Plight of Professor Poopy Pants, which, and, and maybe this is why they did it, because newer kids... New kids on the block will be like, oh, I know this one because this is the new one. So you're telling me that this was a cash grab after all? Well, I think they, they went with the best of both worlds by kind of linking, hey, we've got the talking toilets, which is everyone's nostalgia favorite, and also this new one, which the new kids on the block will will probably like. Uh, but the end of this movie ended with the talking toilets being back in a big way. Yeah. Do you think that's going to be the sequel villain? Huh. No, I don't think so. That's a shame because I I, I, I think that they should. see. I like I like the ones where either the talking toilets or I think the lunch lady one. They convert everyone, all the like students, into zombies and stuff. And oh, I don't know if I the, remember that. I don't know. I, I the, at some point the all the kids in the school get turned into like zombies and they friend um friend George. Harold and George have to navigate the school and, like, deal with zombies. And I love a zombie romp. Oh, yeah. God, yeah. <laughs> so maybe they'll do... It was the lunch lady one, I think. Something... The, the alien lunch ladies. What, what came first? The, the Marvel Zombies comics or Captain Underpants? Because do you think that it's possible that Marvel comics stole an idea from Captain Underpants? I think it's entirely plausible. Well, <laughs> lucky that there's no more movies by Marvel coming out this year because I will boycott. <laughs> yes. I I think if because I really like this style of in general, I'm not a, not the biggest fan of like potty humor. Yeah. But a lot of, of the things like the the uh the kid walking into the locker and just like um and like you said before Krupp being a corrupted uh, principal. Nice one. Get it? Yeah. Oh, very good. Uh, and he's like, he's got the contract and stuff. And yeah. so it's quite um, the Adventure Time style of humor. Yeah. I feel like the kids of this generation are going to grow up to be the best comedians. <laughs> um, so when we're yeah. 50, we are going to be at peak comedy because TV shows are, you know, we grew up with things like um, uh, kind of like sweet, sentimental um 
movies like Monsters Inc. or whatever that has like yeah. a very positive message. Yeah. And um and our generation, uh and and the you know, people that are like in their like mid thirties onwards yeah. are very progressive and have making the world a better place. Ah, yes, because of those values presented in those animated films. And now in animated films and T V shows like Adventure Time and yeah. Steven Universe, they're really like pushing like gender fluidity yeah. and and something like this, which is like kind of funny and random, but not just like a, a man gets hit with a baseball bat kind of funny. Yeah. You know, so it's, I feel like th- our generation is going to be quite good in changing the world and next generation is comedy. going to be changing comedy <laughs> and, and, and refining the world in a more comedic, <laughs> betterly comedic way. I loved how the start of the story was them, the way their friendship was brought on was because they bonded over comedy. Yeah, exactly. And, and I, I was like, oh, Scott's loving this. Yeah. <laughs> you're a big comedy fan. It's like <laughs> you, you start off with the setup, which is, haha, the joke is Uranus. And then you and then you slam dunk it with the punchline, which is, it's a gas giant. And they're like, <laughs> yeah. yes, the best joke in the world. The Uranus joke. I didn't know if we would have a lot to say about Captain Underpants because mm. I didn't really want to like harp on the trailer for being bad or anything because... At the end of the day, it's a kids' film, and I'm not going to hold it to the same standards. Yeah. I guess. Yeah. I'm not going to look at the movie, the the trailer for the Captain Underpants, and say, "Oh, well, they showed you know the toilet. They showed the giant toilet, or mm-hmm. they showed Professor Poopy Pants. They shouldn't have revealed the villain." I think this is the one time. <laughs> this yeah. is the time when I'm not going to be pretentious and and call out things like that. Yeah, um, I, I agree. Did the, you have anything to say about the trailer? I feel like it was actually a little bit. It was. It was. Walking that line between cringe and this looks this looks good. Yeah. But the comedy is cringe. I don't know yeah. if I'm gonna be keen on that. And that's and you know, we didn't see it in the cinema. We are months and months late on doing this on this. Oh, I don't think so. Episode. No, no, it's it was only Are we a, like at least a month? Uh, one month, yeah. It's okay. actually still in cinema. Really? Yeah. Oh, right. uh, in some cinemas. <laughs> and we we had a bit of a chat after this, so we were like, yeah, we Enjoyed watching this together. Yeah, but we're kind of glad we didn't see this in a, in a theater with screaming kids and yeah and stuff. I'm we didn't we'd... actually spend a lot of money on this. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, I was gonna say like we don't. I didn't know if we were gonna have a lot to say because the trailers, you know, it's fine. It, it may it may have ruined a joke, kind of. But then I think we both laughed at the joke when we we're watching the movie anyway. Yeah. Um, I liked the joke, the meta joke where they showed all their pranks in a montage and they were like, oh, that's actually really good getting to see them all together like that. It's good when they're cut together and we can really get a sense of the scope yeah. of our pranks. <laughs> like, very good meta humour. And that was in the trailer, but I don't think I don't think it was that funny in the trailer because it didn't have the same build-up, I guess. Do you think that the movie was funnier than other DreamWorks pictures like Shrek or Madagascar? Oh, uh, yeah, I think so. Yeah, like this was aiming at being quite funny. But Shrek right? is like trying to be... Maybe not meta. Well, yeah. I suppose it is meta with the whole fairy tales thing. Yeah. It's just as notorious for being enjoyable by adults. Yeah, that's true. Because of a lot of like kind of sexual innuendos. I or actually whatever. think Shrek is probably better for that. Yeah. This uh, one... I don't think this had anything that would really be enjoyed by anyone over the age of 27. Yeah. If you, I don't, if you didn't watch the, oh, sorry, if you didn't read the comics of this, I don't think you would like it yeah. at all, really. It's like it's still funny, but because yeah. the potty humor is can be like really off-putting for a lot of people and fart jokes, it's just yeah, it would put a lot of people off. Whereas Shrek, you do have like funny sort of pop culture references and also just clever, like clever visual humor with the fairy tale creatures being sort of put in a modern setting in a way. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, like things like Shrek and stuff are good for that. Man, I love the first Shrek. And the second Shrek. Yeah. Oh, we should watch the second Shrek again. I, I've been... I've had a lot of people say to me that they unironically love the second soundtrack, the second uh, Shrek movie yeah. soundtrack. Yeah. It's been brought back in a big way by our our, um, our artist for this show, Eden. I said, she's like, I'm giving her all these movie recommendations. I'm like, you got to listen to Frank Ocean. You got to listen to Francis and the Lights. You got to listen to Rex Orange County and stuff. You'll mm-hmm. like it. I know you will. Yeah. And then I say... Hey, Eden, it's been a month since you got Apple Music. What have you been listening to? Let me know. What do you think of Frank Ocean? And she's like, I've just been listening to the Shrek 2 soundtrack. <laughs> Top to bottom. Oh, that's good. That is good. Um, I hope it got a nomination at the Oscars for the best soundtrack. <laughs> <laughs> um, now, yeah, I was... 
because I didn't n- n- have much to criticize this movie for. Because I think what this movie is is exactly it hit it, it hit the nail on the head with what it was trying to do. Yeah, of course. And I know we've we've said before, hey, we don't like when people say, oh, this movie you know did what it was supposed to do, but it can always be more. I think this was this was pretty good. Yeah. My one thing criticism would be, hey, choose a better villain. I don't know, but ultimately it wasn't that much of a big deal. Yeah. Um, but I was going to jokingly mm. sort of pretend to criticize the film at a at a and holding it to a really high standard oh, yeah. and say, oh, the themes in this film, nope, just <laughs> just can't preach this sort of stuff. I said, um, not a good message uh, preaching that uh, if you don't find something funny, then you're weird and wrong. <laughs> yeah, because because Mel- Mar- Melvin Melvin find like every time they make a joke, Melvin doesn't get it. And I was thinking, you know what? Maybe Melvin has, um, um, maybe Melvin's on the spectrum, and he doesn't find those sorts of things funny. Is that the sort of message you should be teaching kids? That if if someone doesn't find it funny, then that you should treat them differently. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> and oh. I was like, wow, this is, uh, yeah. Th- and this is saying that you know, if you do laugh and you do find these things funny, then you'll triumph over those nerds. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, don't enjoy science because if you enjoy science, yeah. you're a big nerd. Yeah, that were that were, this movie was really going against nerd culture. You deserve to get your inventions, um, like tweaked by the cool kids yeah. and, and it'll explode and haha jokes on you yeah it's it's uh it's okay to uh be anti-authority and creative and cause uprisings but it, you know what it's not okay to um get inventive it's not okay to like science it's not okay to <laughs> stick up for um rules <laughs> uh yeah all that is frowned upon in this movie and it's really driving home a bad message for the kids yeah don't take your six-year-old to see captain underpants no. because you you may get a good comedian out of it but you won't get a good human being nope exactly um mr krupp an example of bipolar split, <laughs> okay. split personality right. uh teaching kids very bad things there perhaps mm-hmm. all right so overall thoughts <laughs> yeah it was really good all right good really good for you know as much as a kid's film yeah it was good and the fact we can find humor in it yeah is shows that it's a it's a better than normal is kids that film. is that worthy of like a hd though i i don't think it deserves hd i no, think just dis- low distinction yeah i, I think it, it's happily placed in the distinction pile yeah this isn't the lego movie yeah, the Lego yeah. movie deserves to be up there. But Lego movie is like an example of a above, av- like a very good animated movie. Mm. Well, yeah. sorry, I have seen, I haven't seen uh, the the new Batman one. Yeah, but I hear it's just as good. Oh yes, the Lego Batman one. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Um, Pretty good. But yeah, overall, an excellent, an excellent picture. Um, it was called Captain Understands. It was all about a, a principal of a primary school who completely understood everything that the children were going through and and uh, adequately sent them on their way to the responsible. Um, professions like therapy that that they needed to go see yeah so, so really good message for the kids good there. messages thank you captain understands do you want to do a, another segment <laughs> yeah yeah sure um it's time for a critically acclaimed and critically lame is that the segment we're doing yes yeah <laughs> i actually we we wrote a jingle i lost it but then i found it again today and now i lost it again wow yeah just thought i'd let you know that yeah well that's, that's what we've come to um, we'll we'll make a Patreon and you guys can um yeah. pay for the release of our <laughs> of our song yeah of our jingle for that segment yeah anyway it's that time of the week where I'm going to give you two haikus that which explain a plot summary of two individual films one of them is a critically acclaimed film one of them is a poorly received film yeah hey, so how about you tell me them and I'll answer them okay so here's my first tell all right. Brain in Jar tells two brothers to kill women and summon Egypt God. What? <laughs> brain Brain in Jar. Brain in Jar tells two brothers to kill women and summon Egypt God. Okay. It, I didn't have time to fit it in the haiku, but what I mean is that they're killing the women to sacrifice them oh, to summon okay. the Egypt God. Oh, Okay. And it's a, they're being told to do that by a brain in a jar. Okay. Yep. Everything's ordinary there. <laughs> <laughs> Next one. All right. Teleport mishap when fly enters machine, making man-fly hybrid. That can't be good. <laughs> You've got two really odd things here. Yeah. I picked some very odd things. 
<laughs> I don't like the sound of either of those things. Yeah. I hate them. I feel like the the uh, the hybrid, the, yeah. the fly-human hybrid, Yeah, that's, the whole movie isn't about that. I feel like that's um, going to be like a small segment of some other movie. Right. Like like an example, like, hey, look at me, I can make a hybrid, and here's me hybriding with someone else, but then a fly comes in, and then there's going to be... Like, the, the whole movie isn't about that one moment. Right, okay. You're saying I've taken... Because I've done this in the past, where I've taken just a ridiculous yes. part of the movie and use that uh but i i know of a couple movies with brains in jars right the futurama movie yeah <laughs> the futurama movie but i also know about um is his name kang or, or krang uh is a teenage mutant ninja turtles main um, oh, villain. Yes, he's a yes, massive brain yes. in the jar mm. and i know that the, that was he was in the second movie that came out last year or the year before mm-hmm. and people hated it so right. I'm going to say that is the... I, just, I haven't seen it, obviously. Yeah. But I think the brain in the jar, you're talking about Mutant Ninja Turtles. Right. And that's bad. And yep. the fly thing, because it's only a small segment of a bigger movie, right. that's going to be good. That's my answer. Okay. Your reasoning is always so off, but for somehow you always get... <laughs> yeah. You always get it anyway. I'm so smart. So, <laughs> I mean, your reasoning makes sense Thanks, from your man. point of view. But it's not correct. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> All right, tell me. Hit me up. So okay. this this brain in a jar one is called um it's called Blood Diner. Okay. Uh it it's t- when I say it's not a good movie, it got fifty percent on Rotten Tomatoes, so it's it's fifty fifty. You're but, almost fresh. Yeah. Um not. but <laughs> it's apparently a cult classic, Blood Diner, where this these two brothers own a diner and it's like a vegetarian diner and they dig up their uncle who they then put into a brain in a jar to keep him alive and the brain brainwashes them to to convincing them to kill women that enter the diner Uh, stealing their body parts in order to summon an egyptian goddess okay so hang on so this is a live action movie yeah when was this a thing? I think in 1987, I think, or something right. so around there. so it would not have looked good in any way. No, but this, what I wanted to say before is that I think we should watch it because it looks so stupid. Okay, great. <laughs> it's a cult classic and everyone's like likes it for how silly it is, I hey, guess. Maybe I'll like it. And I just want to say also that when I was giving my um, my explanation, mm. I completely forgot that there was other parts other than the brain in the jar bit. Oh, right. So I don't expect the Ninja Mutant Ninja Turtle out of the sewers, hey, bro, give me a pizza, is uh, going to have anything to do with satri- sacrificing women yeah. in order to <laughs> uh, summon a god. Yeah. I completely forgot about that part of it. <laughs> um, This other one, Teleport Mishap When Fly Enters Machine Making Man Fly Hybrid, mm-hmm. is... You're wrong. It's not a scene. It is the whole movie. That is it's the called whole movie. The Fly. It stars Jeff Goldblum. Hey, Goldblum. Um, He's and a good it is boy. about it is about a man who he creates a teleportation device and he tests it. Unfortunately, a fly comes into the device, and over the period of the movie, he starts developing fly-like qualities. His face disfigures, um, and he starts uh, puking on his food in order to corrode it and digest it like a fly would. Yeah. Okay, I'm, I'm he, looking at some of the images. Yeah, now. he looks he looks pretty disgusting, doesn't he? Yes, but it's got something like ninety seven percent on Rotten Tomatoes or something along those yeah. lines. It's made by um author David Cronenberg. See, I think I feel like I've heard of this somewhere. Like this right. is a pop culture thing. Well, if you've seen Rick and Morty, um, the first season where they go into that universe and everyone becomes a Cronenberg monster, mm. that I think they're called Cronenberg monsters because they're named after this director who make loves making weird ass looking practical effect looking monsters so even though the fly is a good guy in the way that it's the main character mm. he's still considered a cronenberg monster yeah i think so yeah okay gross yeah he looks very gross um I hate and that. i don't really want to watch it even though i know apparently it's a good movie just because it seems really gross i love goblin though he's a good yeah. guy have you seen some of the interviews that he's been doing for ragnarok no he sounds like he has lost his mind yeah he, but is, I think that's Jeff Goldblum in general. Yeah, but like I just I <laughs> I only know Goldblum from Jurassic Park, right? Where he's like the I'm sexy with the with the big hair and and look at me go. Yeah. But he is IRL the Grandmaster from Thor Ragnarok. Yeah. He is just ridiculously off his charts. So when we were saying the other week, I don't know if we even talked about him that much. We, we I listened to the episode back. We mentioned him once. Oh right. But and all you said was Goldblum's planet, and I was like, oh yeah. <laughs> But yeah, like his character was 
it was so weird that we were like, oh, wow, he's he's so good because he's like an actual character in this movie. And it's like he's really, really made his own character. But he apparently he's just playing himself. He just he just showed and, up on set. And people people <laughs> people are saying on on the Thor like discussion saying this is the most Goldblum performance we've ever seen. <laughs> well, I'm glad that they've that they got him because, yeah, like you, it's just perfect. Yeah. I, I didn't even realize until after the movie that he's actually like that. Crazy. All right. So now it's my turn for a segment. You yeah, did se- your segment? segment time. And my turn for a segment. This is a segment all about things that Scotty doesn't really like. <laughs> Morally. Morally. World's worst. It's time for pet peeves. <laughs> Uh, so Pet Peeves is a segment where um, I talk about things in television and movies and video games that I just don't like it when they happen. No. And um, it's because it happens too much. Too much. Maybe maybe the first time it happened, it was quite cool for the time. Mm. And then Innovative. It, 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 came, it came too much of a staple and I've begun to resent it. Saturated. Mm. So this week's uh, Pet Peeve uh, is a thing that happens in all mediums. Oh. It's when um, you repeat dialogue... So that the audience can understand what's being said because the original person that's saying it cannot be heard. Okay. This normally happens um, on a phone. So you pick oh, up the phone right. and you go, huh? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I've been diagnosed with something. <gasps> I have to take four tablets a day. Yeah. Now, this is okay in, in kids' television. Uh-huh. Because they often have characters like babies or fish, yeah, yeah. or fish, or whatever that can't speak. Yeah. Um, but when it's a TV show or a movie that's for adults, it just really pisses me off because it's, it's. I feel like it's lazy. Mm. Um, and this is so like Two and a Half Men did this a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, R two D two and C three PO are a good example. Yeah, of something yeah. like this happening. But for that, it's like I just feel like there could have been more uh, a smarter ways to to have R two speak. Yeah. Like I like I know that he can't really like do much. He can't even like visualize anything. Yeah, maybe C three PO could ask him yes no questions. Yes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> other beep than, beep or boop boop. Other than yes or no question, R two beep beep. Ah, you said yes. Yeah. Like I don't want to hear that. So I've got some examples of it done right though. Yeah. Okay. So um, here we go. This is um, this is a kids television program called the Suti Show. The Sooty Show. Now, have a listen to this. Listen, it's not that I don't like you or your bones, and I do understand why you have to bury it. Yes, of course I do. You don't. What, you don't understand why you have to bury your bone? Well, it's very simple, sweet. It's instinct. What's so it's a, it's a kid show. <laughs> the Sock Puppets. Okay. But yeah, like for for a kids show like that, you you are talking to your audience. You yeah. have to because the, you, your audience don't like they have to be directly yeah. spoken to to pay attention. Yes, right. So that makes sense. Um, it can also be used in this is also from a kids program. Mm-hmm. Um, but can be enjoyed by adults, and it's used in a smart and different way. People of the Kitty Bottom, as the manager of uh, SpongeBob. Hold the phone, folks. I'm getting an important news flash from Mr. Krabs. Go ahead, Mr. K. I'm making a complete what of myself. The most embarrassing thing you've ever seen. And now it's worse because I'm repeating everything you say into the microphone. Oh, for crying out loud, SpongeBob! So yeah, that's a good example. Yeah, so because it's funny. It's funny, and and they and they emphasize it with the echoing, and and I'm listening to this my in my earphones right mm. now and I can they literally change channels so it's left it's a uh, the most embarrassing thing you've ever seen and then that comes out from the left side and then seen coming out from the right side and it like right. bounces around in your head right so that's smart but then there's examples of it happening in like actual TV shows for adults yeah. this is from a very early episode of Doctor Who and by that I mean from literally the 60s okay Mason here don't say any more that a people near. I'll take it on the personal. All right, go ahead. You really think she knows something? You mean that our young friend may not be able to go through with it? Well, listen carefully, and I'll tell you what you may have to do. 
So that's all like, ooh, mm. we may have to do something. Yeah. But it's just one shot. It's not funny. It's just slowly zooming in on him. And for some reason, he goes, hang on, there are people around. Let me take it on the personal. And then he just picks up something and then repeats what he's saying anyway. So oh, even right, if there yeah. are people around, you're still saying the thing. <laughs> that, is a, that is a horrible example. He didn't move. He didn't, he didn't get up and go, oh, let me take it on the personal. Let me get inside the car. That's, just not ex- that's not just exposition. That's literally a plot hole. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And uh, then again, it can be used in the best possible way, um, and and the only the only television program that can turn something like silly as this and can turn it into the funniest form mm-hmm. is The Simpsons. Hello, appear on your TV show, tell our side of the story. You'll see us there. Goodbye, dial tone. <laughs> they they they're aware of the trope. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> so yeah, so, so yeah, this is this is a pet peeve of mine when it's done incorrectly. But then again, just like a lot of my pet peeves, if they're done in an intuitively, <laughs> if they do it a different way, yeah, uh, it, it can it can be quite funny if they're aware of the trope. Yeah, just like The Simpsons are, just like SpongeBob is. But then you've got an old TV show from Doctor Who or an actual child show being comparable in the way that they are directly speaking to their audience for no comedy uh, effect. Yeah. What what about in the case where um they're not exactly saying exactly what the person on the phone has just said to them, mm. but they are implying what has been said. Like let's say, "Hey Scott, I'm going to give you some money." Uh, how much money are we talking right now? So in the sense, he's not repeating how much mm. money are you asking me. You're still you're still conversing with the person, but it's also expositioning because you're telling the audience what has been said on the phone then that's better okay clearly that's better yeah like it's not just oh you want to give me money how much money are we talking about yeah i just hate it when the quit when someone says something and they repeat it back as a question yeah also when i was looking up this because this has a lot to do with um telephone stuff mm-hmm. i was finding examples for this um i came across an old pet peeve of mine that um i finally found out has a name Oh. It's when you are on the phone and then you just hang up. Have I done that pet peeve? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you have done okay, that. Okay, I have. It's it's literally called like there are no phone manners in Hollywood <laughs> or, or something like that. So uh, I wish I found that earlier because yeah. that's that's quite good. So yeah, that's my pet peeve and that's the end of the uh, episode for another the week. Little show. We did it. We did some comedy. We did some talking. We did some uh, in depth analytical shit on the Oscars. Yeah. We made fun of people with bipolar syndrome. Oh. Uh, we made fun of people on the spectrum. Yep. And we made fun of people that are white and sipping their martinis around a desk. Yep. Is that Oscars? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, cool. Great. Awesome. We did really well. I have to apologize because I don't have a haiku, but if you want to read out the little links, I'll come up with something. Okay, cool. <laughs> so um, if you would like to get in contact with us here at Ignorance Is This, you want to give us a topic, you want to give us a question for us to discuss, you want to say that we're good boys, you can do that through uh, Gmail, which is ignoranceisthispodcast at gmail.com. Hit us up with a email. You can contact us on Twitter, which is ignoranceispod, and, uh, sorry, at ignoranceispod, I should say, and Facebook is facebook.com slash ignoranceisthispodcast. That's where we're most active. Um, check us out there, and you get to see some terrific art uh, designed by our friend Eden, and um, that pretty much takes us to the end of the plugs. Ollie, I gave you a solid thirty seconds there. All right, let's. Uh, I don't really. Let's let's ha- let's have a little crack at this haiku for Captain Underpants. Here we go, sure. folks. Okay, yeah, let's um, do it. If the DVD doesn't have Fliporama, I'll boycott sequel. Yeah, very good. That was good. Very good. That worked. <laughs> that was not even just Captain Underpants is good. Yeah. That was fucking great. <laughs> Thank you very much, sir. Good night, Australia. Good night.